Welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Barreto, and before we get started, I want to remind you to apply for the Guild Academy Femtech Edition. If you have a femtech idea or early stage startup, apply to be a part of the first virtual femtech accelerator, where we are bringing together the biggest names in femtech, including prominent investors, to get your company the rocket fuel it needs to hit its next milestone. Apply at letsguildacademy.com backslash femtech. Applications close September 18th, so don't wait. In today's episode, I interview Shakun Sethi, CEO and founder of Tickle.life. Tickle.life is a community-based online discovery platform and a marketplace which offers sexual wellness content, products, and services. It is an inclusive platform for all genders, all sexualities, and a safe and non-judgmental environment for them to be who they are. It's a list of sexual products and services and has more than 300 sex therapists, sex positive groups, coaches, sex experts. They believe in promoting a sex positive environment that is safe, inclusive, free of judgment, and respects your privacy. In this episode, Shakun and I discuss exploring one's sexuality and how to do it safely and reliably while looking at resources and information on sex. Enjoy! Hey, Shakun, welcome to the show. Hi, Brittany. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's, it's an honor. I really look forward to, uh, you know, us recording this podcast. I just can't get, you know, it's, it's just exciting. <laughs> well, I'm really <laughs> excited because you are actually our first guest from India. You're in India really? right now, right? Yeah, I'm in India enjoying the summer heat. And yeah. yeah, it's fun, especially in lockdown, because I'm at my parents' house. So it's fun. It's nice back home. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm, this is so great because we've actually been getting a lot of downloads in India. And so maybe maybe uh-huh. some of them are you. <laughs> ah, I don't know about that. But actually, you know what? Even for us, Tickle.live, which was not supposed to be for India, has been getting a lot of traffic from India as well. Wow. And interestingly we've never ever spoken about it in India that's one second thing is even if I see the percentage that's not that high but the number of people who are coming are actually spending more time looking around more asking more questions so everything is more where they're concerned so that's pretty cool so I think like India is ready and they're ready for it yeah, absolutely. And that's pretty exciting. My country is ready for us. Yes. Well, why don't we start our interview by telling our listeners more about you? Our listeners love to hear like the backstory of, of our guests. So where, you know, where are you from? Did you grow up in India? And like, what did you study? And then how did you end up in sex tech? <laughs> um, I'm from India. I've always been in India. Um, I come from a very small city in, 
in India. It's mm-hmm. called Jammu, which is in Jammu Kashmir. And if you look at the history, so it's a very, very fancy place to be in. Like people even in India used to think like, oh my God, you're from Jammu Kashmir. You know, are you like an outsider? How do you guys live? Do you go to school in in army tankers? You know, like like what happens? So it has always been very exciting. And interestingly, that has always made me feel like an outsider, mm-hmm. even though I've not been. And then something interesting happened. I went to Netherlands to study international mm-hmm. communications because okay. I've always been into communication. I started with my first startup pretty early. I was just 21. Uh, and... Just one day, I got the bug of startup. I saw a lot of startup guys at one of the events, and I was like, "Hmm, they look, of, you know, you know, they look my age. They're having fun, so I think I can also have this fun." Mm-hmm. So I quit my job, which I just joined, joined for like eight months. I went to my boss's office and said, "I don't think so. I'm doing good. I think I need to go." Yeah. And I just left without any plan. Started my own uh, company, which was into crisis communication mm. at a super young age. Um, hired all women and also because I think I was not too sure about what I'm doing and also because I knew I did not know anything about crisis communication <laughs> it was like you know from an intern you know you end up you know like running a company so I did hire a lot of people who were senior to me and honestly initially I could I did not know how to handle them properly because I think it is always that you're not sure of what you're doing mm-hmm. and then you know especially coming from a country like India, where all your life you're taught that after a certain time you have to go, you have to go to another family, mm. you know, it's about how much your dad, you know, it's a patriarchal society. Your dad yeah. makes, your husband makes, your boyfriend makes, so it's never about you. So uh-huh. there are a lot of questions in your head. But yeah, then all of a sudden I realized that what was missing from my life was I needed to study abroad. Okay. And that's how I went to Netherlands for international communications, there was this idea in my head because I was at a Starbucks in India and there was this really old guy who was sitting next next table and I think he was waiting for his wife, for his family and on his smartphone, he was watching porn. Well, at Starbucks, he was watching porn at Starbucks. Yeah, like I think those were like, you know, those, those small clips that you sometimes get on WhatsApp or yeah. you know, like those forward messages. And all I could see was, you know, he looked happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was was happy. Like, you know, oh my God, my life was made. Like, I'm so happy. And the moment his family came over, there was a very strange scowl on his face. Mm. Like, they're back. But I just was talking to my friends about this. I was like, you know what? I think old people also have needs. Yeah. So... But subconsciously, this idea just like, you know, was like somewhere in my mm-hmm. head. And then I end up being in Netherlands where you find a sex toy shop on every corner. Yeah. And I'd never been to a sex toy shop. And my apartment was just next to one. Uh-huh. It took me six months to go inside one because I, I I was so scared. I thought, you know, I'm going to be doing something wrong. Yeah. And once I did go inside, because I thought I'm doing something wrong, I start, you know, I said something you know, I lied to the person. I just mm-hmm. said, hey, I'm here to buy something for my aunt. What should, what will she want? My friend. Yeah. friend is still okay, but I don't know. I think subconsciously, I, I've always been fascinated with age yeah. and sex. Because that time also, I had fabricated an aunt mm-hmm. who was in her mid-60s. 
and and the person Interesting. That, you know, the, the, yeah and then the person was like what does she like <laughs> and in my head <laughs> i'm thinking hello dude i don't even know what i like yeah you know, this is my first time how would i know what my fabricated aunt would like <laughs> but then yeah then because i think because you know i've always done my own thing i just like completely went on a rampant i must have gone to 100 plus shops all across europe yeah fabricating my family members who need sex toys <laughs> oh my god and everywhere they were asking the same question what would they like mm-hmm. i don't know what they would like so so then yeah so then i was like you know what this is something that i wanted to do i wanted to work on so i just randomly made an mvp uh for an app where people can talk to each other mm-hmm. second day uh there are around about 5000 people on that app which is a shitty looking app because i'm not a techie so yeah. i hired a tech team it was horrible looking like horrible is the word you know like the ui was so bad it was so jittery but 5000 people coming in wow. and then after third day it became a sexting app oh boy oh boy <laughs> yeah, because, yeah because i personally did not know how it works what's you know how sexting <laughs> works how this like the magic works it's just like you know, it's just like going random you know i'm just going randomly like let's see if this works this works this works yeah. and and obviously you know you're you're hiding it from your family from your friends that you know you're doing something in sex and then you're not, you know like scared what if somebody starts you know relating you to as a porn star which i don't want to be you know <laughs> so there like so many doubts in your head but unfortunately i think i think i have some issue because i'm pretty persistent if something comes into my head uh-huh. i really need to make it work <laughs> so i identify with so that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I had a feeling that you were. <laughs> so so yeah, so that's how like tickle.live was developed because what we realized was that people do have needs. There's not going to be a problem that we would not get people, but the problem is going to be to discover what do they need. And that's how we ended up launching the world's first discovery platform for sex and sexuality. Amazing. And and what we have is tickle.live just pays a very small percentage of inputs like from resources point of view mm-hmm. because quite frankly the founder is some still somebody who did not know about sexting and it was scared of going inside a shop for 6 months mm-hmm. you know so we have to really you know realize that we don't know things yes. but there are a lot of people in the world who know stuff yeah but unfortunately because of few rules and regulation whatever they're saying is not coming to the right audience mm. So right now, you know, if ever anybody wants to know about sex, they end up going to porn. Yep. Yeah. But they don't know that there are so many resources around. So our role is let's bring everything together. Let's bring. Let's become the bridge between the explorers, people like Shakun, mm-hmm. and you know all the experts, all the sex industry that we have. you know who are doing fabulous work femtech is also an integral part of it mm-hmm. who are doing fabulous work but maybe they're not getting you know heard by the right people who desperately need them yeah so that's what we're trying to create let's create a ecosystem let's create a discovery yeah so i noticed your website is it is definitely the bridge that's a perfect word where it's you know you are you have this curated list of podcasts and blogs and like sex experts like 
uh, that could you book time with these sex experts? Is that why they're on there, um, or what do they contribute? Uh, so all the all the articles, all the stories that you see, mm-hmm. or all the podcasts that you see, they're run by them. Got it. Or they're run it. by other people. So they're not our resources. We do have our own podcast. Uh-huh. We do sometimes write, but we only write whatever connecting things are missing. Mm-hmm. But we are like you know like a blank uh, platform. Yep which is providing them an opportunity that, you know what, right now you must be doing a thousand things. Why don't we concentrate at one place and let people find? I love it. And that is how, like, month on month, we have not spent a single money on on advertising, Uh on any marketing budget. And we've been getting, like, you know, a growth of, like, 10,000 with an increase of 20% month on month. Oh, my gosh. And this is all organic. Yeah, and this is all organic. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that we do is we just, when we go out, we, now we don't shy and say that, you know, we work with Tickle.ly, uh-huh. which honestly I used to. <laughs> so I never used to <laughs> the founder of it was like, I've never heard of that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I think like, you know, that's what we are trying to do. So we will be launching um, Shop very soon. But the shop is also going to be by these guys, you know, by the guys okay. who are in the industry. We're not yep. able to, you know, find the right place. But it will also help because, like, if I, again, want to go and buy a toy, I might go to n number of these e-commerce sites. Mm-hmm. But the kind of, you know, information, the kind yeah. of inputs that are provided, they already assume that yes, you know what you're looking for. that's right. They do. Yeah. They, yeah. They don't, they don't know, you know, like, people do not know, like, I went to so many shops, you know, like online shops, and I just left. Yeah. And I could have spent money, and I was inquisitive. Yeah. So then we'll have videos. Uh, so we'll have we'll start. So we are updating almost every week, mm-hmm. and every day, day there's a new resource that is added. At least not one, more than one. So it gets updated every day. The platform, uh, and the kind of resources or the content but also keep on increasing. So we might start with videos very soon. We might start with blogs very soon. So you can find all the blogs that there are world over. um, And are these going to be like informational videos and blogs, or is it going to be like erotica videos and blogs? Um, See, it's going to be, you know, that's a very interesting question uh, because a lot of time erotica is also related to, knowledge and to education yeah yeah so it's very difficult to categorize where do we want to put Uh our only thing is that we are not showing any nakedness right now Mm -hmm. we're not going to be showing anything to do with pedophilia Mm -hmm. and we're not going to be showing anything which just subjugates women and men or or any other gender that they are yes so these two three rules is what we are going to focus on but we already do have some erotica by the way because there are two people I know personally who are our collaborators who actually have written sci-fi erotica novels. Oh, you know, which, yeah. Yeah, which are really super famous with Star Wars uh, fans. Yeah. So I don't know where to put them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where do they fall under? But, yeah. but people want to read them and people need them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, those filters, if you will, about what kind of erotica or videos you're going to permit on your website, I think speaks to your mission for sex positivity. So can yeah. you tell our listeners what being sex positive is? Very simply accepting that you have needs. You have desires, and so does the other person. 
Mm. And your desires and the other person's desires should or could or should not or could not match with each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have judgment. Just accept that everybody is different, but everybody is still the same because everybody has needs. Yeah. Yeah, I loved on your website, it was like kind of a pick your own adventure to find resources. And you had either pick your own adventure based on your sexuality. Like, are you a woman who likes women? Are you a trans woman who likes men? Like it was all the options. There was all of the different categories in sexuality. And then there was also the like, I think it was like the phases of life. Yes, phases of life. Yes. I love that part. Uh, Because I'll tell you what had happened six months back was we also started assuming something you know, we started with the assumption that people would know. People would know different sexualities. Yes, yes. People would know this. People, but quite frankly, people do not know. Yeah. You know, most yeah. of the time, even I have to, like, you know, when I'm talking to some uh, counterpart, some, you know, like somebody I want to collaborate with, and then when they use those terms, and I'm like, yeah, oh, absolutely. But honestly, I'm actually, you know, checking on Google, what does this mean? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, we just assume. So, so then we just sat. We did like a research with over 1,000 people and also we had like really cool advisors on board and we just asked like, what do you look out for? Mm-hmm. You know, let's just bring it down to what level everybody can understand. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, the phase of life is the more, you know, is, is, is really cool because, you know, it's usually where are you? Are you in a relationship? Are you single? Because that's when, you know, you start relating to that part of your life. And that's how you start relating to sexuality or sex. So for me, that really works. And most of the time, that's how I go. It was also very interesting. So so when we started thinking that, you know, we have to become the discovery platform, we did go and we did search for some podcasts, which were, you know, talking about sexuality. Uh And all of them are categorized under relationship. Oh, so, which is wrong in a way, because just imagine I've had a breakup. I want to listen to someone and I want to feel better. But on the contrary, I end up finding my, you know, my podcast under relationships. Yes. So indirectly, that's telling me like, you better be in a relationship person or woman. Otherwise, you know, it doesn't work. Yeah. So, so we just wanted it to be as clear because our main objective is let's make this mainstream yeah. because it should yeah. be mainstream and sex and sexuality is just not about, you know, having sex or, mm-hmm. you know, watching porn. Mm-hmm. But it's also about a lot of stuff. It's also about a part of, you know, mental health is an integral mm-hmm. part. And we do write a lot and we do have a lot of people who are mental health specialists as well. Yeah. Who are a part of the collaboration. So so that's how Life works. Are most of your, you like visitors you're in from Europe or the US or where is you said you're starting to get India you know on on the site but where are the majority of your users coming from majority of people come from North America North America yeah because because if you see like in the content most of the uh I don't know if I call them experts I usually call them sexual well-being professionals because you know some are um some are doctors some are entrepreneurs some have been evangelists. There are three major organizations in entire America who are our collaborators, like Woodhull, uh, NCSF, we work with SWAP, 
So when we are working with these big organizations, we can't just put them as experts, or we can't, you know, we can't categorize, and that's also interesting. But that also, you know, ends up having a problem that, you know, what is like the main <laughs> word that we find for them? So that's like, it's it's just like you know, it's just like you know, we are just figuring out while you're going ahead. Yeah. But I hope, like till now, we've not offended anyone because we do get a lot of. Um, request from a lot of people and organizations to become a part of it uh-huh. so that's how we're just like we're just growing yeah and are the you know are your users 50 50 um self-identified women and men or is it more women or is it more men that come to your site it's 50 50 50 50 cool yeah which is also very, very interesting because uh, the other sex tech guys that I had talked about uh-huh. a lot of them said that you know they get more women yeah yeah for us it has been 50 50 (laughs) and what about their experience level um is it mostly like people that are you know you in the netherlands going into a sex shop making up a fake aunt or is it people who know what they want know what they like and they're just looking for other resources see uh so this answer or like you know i will categorize you know people who come because of the sex uh professional Mm -hmm. sexual wellbeing professional if they're just coming there for their content or their requirements then they are then they usually know what they're looking out for because they've actually matured from a level but people who are coming organically which is like a mass uh traffic they are looking out for exploration they just want to know they just know that you know i want to know they're curious Mm -hmm. so let me just go out and let me just explore so they keep on exploring around and that's how we end up seeing like you know we have heat maps on all our pages to figure out, you know, what is happening, what are people looking out yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Accordingly, we keep on changing uh-huh. because we are also learning. We all are learning. And, and you know, the guys who are working with us, all these experts, they're just, like, very curious to see that, you know, how they're trying to bring all of us together, which has never happened before. Mm-hmm. Because this is not, like, a counseling platform that we are creating. So, uh, so it just, like, you know, then most of them are actually looking out you know, they would start with something which is very basic. You know, then then you can see that, you know, their journey is graduating into, mm. you know, let, let's look at this. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Yeah. So you just see that then they, you know, then they start figuring out what is their interest area and then they just focus there. But then they start going deep inside. Like somebody actually sent me a message, me a message personally was, oh my God, this is like a black hole. <laughs> yeah because there's so many layers and go deeper and deeper and deeper yeah because that guy he just said you know i'm so interested in bdsm uh so what do you think i like i don't know why don't you just go and check because it's it's not possible for me if every day so much is updated that i go and see everything i go and hear everything mm-hmm. so he said okay sure i'm going to look out for it and after like three hours his message was like you've wasted three hours of my life this is a dark hole, but I still want to go back again. <laughs> so, but that's so yeah, amazing, so that's right? If someone's curious about BDSM, instead of just looking at porn of it, like you can talk, hear a podcast about it from somebody who's like a professional dominatrix, or you can read a blog about it from a person who you know has gone through it and it wasn't for them, or you know, like it's. I love that they can learn about sexuality from professionals in a safe space rather than learning about sexuality just from porn. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what happens is even when they will, if again, they will go back to porn, 
they will be able to gauge what is mm, right and what is not. Yeah. What is something that they can do and what they can't. Yeah. Because like my first experience of meeting somebody who's into BDSM was because I'd come with the preconceived notion that, oh my God, I'm going to meet somebody who's going to come in leather, you know, for this coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> coffee meeting because your brain is just like sick. They're going to show up with their whip at Starbucks. Yep. (laughs) I've had like, you know, I'm like, so my brain, like, you know, there's always a story that's going on inside. Uh So when I'm, when I, you know, found somebody I could really talk to, to understand how BDSM works. I know this doesn't make sense that we were supposed to meet at a cafe and in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to meet somebody who's going to be leather and maybe like, you know, bright red lipstick and (laughs) what should I wear? (laughs) Honestly, I've never spent so much time thinking about what should I wear, <laughs> even if I've gone on a hot date, but I really spent so much time to meet her. Yeah. But then when I met her, she was just like us. Yeah, just you know? a regular lady. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then it just hit me that, you know, what we are trying to do really makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Because now if I'm seeing somebody in leather, I would just know that's also a part of it. That's yeah. just not the whole BDSM. That's not it. And maybe yeah. I might be comfortable or my partner might be comfortable or whoever I'm with comfortable, but not, you know, maybe that is not me, but this is me. Yeah. Hey, why did you call your website tickle.life? Uh, because when I was initially thinking, um, whoever I used to talk to would end up giggling. Uh-huh. Like, ha, 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 you want to do something like this. Ha, ha, you want to do something like this. Because it was so unheard of, you know, especially like, I'm in India, I've been a part of sec- uh, a startup scenario here. I've worked with a lot of governments. Uh-huh. Uh, I've worked with like really crisis, really, you know, super boring startups that you can think of, you know, like complete <laughs> B2B. Yeah. And then I'm, t- you know, I'm asking my um, clients who are founders, and I'm like, hey, can I just brainstorm an idea with you? And they'd be like, yeah, sure, what? What about we do something in sex? <laughs> so I want to do something like this. And I did not even know it's called sex tech then. Yeah. And every time they'll be like, ha, 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 ha. So I was like, you know, what does ha, ha, ha is? That means they're just happy, you yes. know? And then later on, they keep on sending me stuff. So it's tickling them. Yeah. And ultimately, you're trying to tickle your life. So why not tickle mm. dot life? And I checked the URL. It was available. Available. That's the big one. Yeah. Is it free? Is it yeah. available on GoDaddy? <laughs> it was the first thing. The moment I saw it, I was like, Boom. I found money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tell us about your experience working in sex tech, especially as, you know, a woman who, you know, is from India, from like a rural family you probably didn't really talk about sex you're making up fake ants and going in sex shops you know like what is your experience now being a leader in this industry in the sex tech industry what what has that been like what are some of the things you've noticed um things are changing for good mm-hmm. but still there's a lot of negativity and I think the negativity is from people who've already been working in this industry for a while because, mm-hmm. you know, it's very hard to work here. Yeah. Um, there aren't too many funds, but you make money. Mm-hmm. But it's also a lot of us are not ready to come out and talk about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that, you know, what we are trying to do is exciting because we're just trying to bring them out. Like, you know, sometimes you have to actually tell them small things like, hey, I love your podcast or I love your product. 
but why does it look as if, you know, like the packaging is such that I want to just keep it in my purse and not take it out? Yeah. You know, why can't it be like pretty or why can't it be like normal what people can actually go out for? So I think a lot of perception is changing. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of women in the sector. Mm. That's very positive. Like um, I was telling you before the interview, when I was asking my lawyer, uh, lawyer of Tickle.Live, who is a sex tech lawyer, that do we have men? Because I would love to meet some men. Or is it like... Have I gotten into women's industry without realizing it? Like, what just happened? But yeah, there are men. Um, but women are actually, you know, taking the charge, which is pretty mm. good. Because, like, even for us, we have started since since we do not believe in competition. And quite frankly, there's no competition mm-hmm. because we are just a discovery platform. You're a marketplace. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we're not creating any products and we're not, you know, saying that, hey, I know everything. Yeah. So a lot of collaborations that are happening and now we're just closing like one collaboration per week wow. and they all are more senior than Tickle.life. Um, and most of them are women because I think they understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm being biased because I'm a woman, but I just think it's so easy when you tell them the bigger picture mm-hmm. and when you discuss and when you just go and just tell them, hey, let's collaborate. That's it. You don't even have to say things. Yeah. It just starts coming, you know, we need to do it because of this. Mm-hmm. But um, personally, I've been having that issue with men that, you know, usually men run, uh, men founded sex tech. I personally, Tickle.life has not been able to create any collaboration till now. Mm-hmm. I hope that changes. Yeah. But it's also about, you know, the criteria are very different. Here, when you're talking to a woman, they will ask you a question like, um, you know, how are people acting? How are people relating? You know, what what kind of, you know, things are missing or what things are not missing? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I had this problem. But a lot of time, you know, with men is like, how much did you raise? Yeah, it's about money. Which is all, rather than the yeah. consumer's experience. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is also very interesting because when they hear that and then they're like, oh my God, we've invested like five times that amount of money. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, how are you guys doing it? But then it just becomes like a business, you know, proposition, which yeah. is not bad. It's a part of the business. But I also think that, you know, for sex, sex, sex tech, which is not bad, it's a carnal need and they're doing absolutely lovely work. And sometimes I think femtech is also a part of sex tech mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. To bring it to the mainstream, you have to come together. Yes. And you can only come together if people forget about their genders and about how they're thinking. Yeah. And they just work together. Yeah. So that has been what I think is missing in sex tech. But now things are changing. Um, so uh, again, my um, lawyer, she was making this organization called Sex Tech Connect okay. for sex tech industry. And I'll be coming on board as a co-founder there as well. So we just want to bring you know the entire industry together mm-hmm. so that they can really start helping each other. Yeah. Because once they help each other then, you know, then they can help the users or the people who are actually needing them. Yeah, definitely. No, I, um, you know, I love the fem, femtech has a lot of different pieces, so many different pieces. So it's anything that, you know, improves women's health and wellness and, um, yeah. you know, sexual wellness is wellness. And so I love Absolutely. that, you know, I have been attending a lot more like 
sex tech workshops and webinars and virtual conferences. And I do feel like a little bit of an outsider because, you know, everyone is like very only 100% sex tech. And I'm like, this is like 10% of what femtech is. But uh, I do love the overlap there because I think that um, sex, sex tech in the lens of femtech is yeah. very much about, you know, so much of women's health is, uh, uh, has social stigma or taboo. Yeah. And I think that yeah. sexual wellness is absolutely right up there with periods and menopause in terms of we don't talk about it. Women should feel ashamed about it. If you have an issue, you're probably the only one, you know, and it's like, those are the wrong messages, right? It's like, no, you're not the only one. These are really common. You shouldn't feel ashamed. We should definitely be talking about it. And so I love how those those things are kind of crossed over there. There is such a big intersection that if suppose if we just leave, you know, femtech out of sex tech mm-hmm. or sex tech out of femtech, yes. nothing's going to work. Yeah, and I think that has been the problem for a very long time. Yes, the people just over. trying to create silos. Mm-hmm. People are trying to create silos and genders. People mm-hmm. are creating in industries. That's not how things are going to work. Or that's why the things are not working. Yes, it has to have you know come together. That's right. There are a lot of fabulous sex tech products that are coming, which are completely you know. For somebody who doesn't know the term sex tech, would call it femtech. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. So, well, this has been so much fun. I want to ask you two last questions that our listeners love. The first one is a lot of our listeners are aspiring femtech founders, potentially sex tech, femtech, you know. <laughs> so, what are areas in women's health and wellness that still need innovating? A lot of innovating needs in information. And by information, I just don't mean education. Mm. Because what happens is we start thinking that, hey, if we try to educate and we just try to tell them, do this, do that, you know, this is, you know, sex education or femtech education, that's a part of it. But, you know, people actually, everybody's not there to just listen to you. So information, how do you provide that information? How more can you do is, I think, going to, you know, like the most important thing because that is going to... Um, Bring everything together. I love it. I love it. And then what do you think the femtech industry needs the most right now to be successful? Um, the same thing that I thought, you know, sex tech industry needs. It needs to work together. It just needs to start understanding that, you know, it's not just a single part. It yes. has to come together yes. because they have to come together. And, you know, what happens is most of the time you're just listening or you're just hearing from a woman's point of view. Mm-hmm. But it's also important if you listen from other genders' point of view. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is sometimes, you know, somebody else might actually give you the inputs that are needed. Because I do see a lot of, you know, like, or I read a lot of stuff where they say that a lot of men had decided upon women's health. Yeah. Which is wrong, you know. So there has to be like a complete amalgamation of both and I think that you know in femtech also we can't completely take them out mm-hmm. but it has to be an amalgamation of genders yes. so that we just make the optimum outcome that's which is right needed. that's right you know um if any of you listeners have heard any of my other episodes here I'm always saying you know everyone should care about women's health and wellness you know we should all be involved Absolutely. every gender every sexuality should care about bang this on. <laughs> bang on I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This has been super, super fun. We'll definitely tag tickle.life in all of our, you know, description and notes. Um, 
Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much, Sydney. Lovely being here. And thanks again for inviting me. Thank you for listening to my interview with Shakun Sethi, CEO and founder of Tickle.life. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality, then pick your own adventure on Tickle.life's website. I love that Femtech includes sex tech. These are some of my favorite interviews. They are so fun to do. Shakun is also the co-founder of SextechConnect.com, which connects people in the sex tech industry all around the world. So it's a great resource if you're working in this space uh, to connect with other leaders. Now, don't forget the big news. The Femtech Focus group is collaborating with the Guild Academy. Apply to be part of our first Femtech Virtual Accelerator by September 18th at letsguildacademy.com backslash femtech. Also, this Thursday, August 27th, from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time, I'm giving a webinar on the Femtech landscape, what's being worked on, and what still needs innovating. You can register for this free event through our website at femtechfocus.org. Also, did you know that Femtech Focus has officially launched a newsletter? You can sign up for this newsletter and get the news of events and upcoming uh, insider info that you can't get anywhere else by going to our website and uh, sharing your email with us, and you will be on our newsletter. Uh, Support the podcast, y'all. If you love it as much as I do, share it with a friend. Leave us a review. Comment. Post. Share. uh, DM me. (laughs) Send us messages. Follow us on social at FemTechFocus. Uh, We love hearing from our listeners. Y'all are why we do this. So until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness.